the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the show. Today we have a special guest, Jordan Nutter. She is a loan officer at NFM Lending and the co-founder of their social media influencer program called the Creator Collective. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here today. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's get into your story. Um, oh, my story. So let's see. I grew up in the Midwest okay. and my family's still all there in the Midwest. And I, for years, begged my mom to let me model. And she was very reluctant until many, many conversations and <laughs> finally let me dive into it. And that took me to New York when I was 18, which was amazing, but short lived. Uh, you can imagine 18 New York by yourself is yeah. not the I'm easiest sure she was thing. Nervous. <laughs> she was very nervous. I have an 18 um, year old daughter and yeah. I'm like, no, like she walked <laughs> me to the gate. Like she somehow yeah. convinced them to walk me to the gate and like see me off um, post 9-11. So that's, it was not a thing. That's yeah. generally not a thing, but yeah, so I did that and it, it was short lived and I came back home and I was like, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Like there's still some more that I need to do. And so I saved up over the summer and I moved to Los Angeles where I rented a, a couch from like a space on someone's couch that wow. I knew. Um, and so I lived there and that was great. And for many, many years, uh, just around Los Angeles and I got into the sales side of fashion because I eventually fell out of love with the industry. And one thing led to another, a friend of a friend. I found an opportunity to get into mortgage and I was like, this is nothing that I've ever done, but let's just jump at it. And now we're almost five years later and we're here. So yeah. It's cool. And you have a lot of followers on TikTok. So I'm impressed with that. Thank you. Especially in this, you know, in the mortgage industry, which Mm -hmm. is very tough to do. I mean, I know we're trying every day, right? Um, but, you know, tell us about like your how, how that's come about, your your whole TikTok and how you're influencing people about financial literacy. Yeah, so I officially like really started pushing back in October of 2021. And prior to that, I had done like post and this is what my business is, you know, mm-hmm. the generic marketing stuff that they give you. And I, as I continued to get into mortgages, I realized, because I worked with so many first-time homebuyers, that there was a huge just lack of education, yeah. I mean, from the basics. And so I was like, I need to really start educating people because there is very much a need for it. And I was super nervous because I'm very much an introvert. And so I was like, I'm going to go on TikTok because nobody knows me on there. Mm-hmm. And if I mess up or I look weird or crazy, like... It's fine because no one follows me on there. So it'll be yeah. great. Um, and somehow we are now, what, three and a half almost years later. And it's at like 250 or 260,000 followers. So huge. yeah, so it was good. It was a good. Was there like one video thing. that like kind of went viral and got you there? Or so it- kind of. So I actually posted, this is doesn't happen very often, but I posted a few And they did fine, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple hundred views. I was like, this is great, okay. And I actually did a reenactment video. Um, So at the time, I was just pretending I was on the phone and you could only see me and I didn't play both roles. And everyone thought I was on the phone and just recording it. Um, But I had a crazy scenario where essentially two borrowers made collectively $20 an hour and they wanted to buy a million dollar home and they got very (laughs) upset with me that they could not qualify. Um, And so that got like a million views overnight and I got 30,000 followers and I was like, okay, we have to go now. Like we have to keep going. (laughs) I have to ride this and I can't let this opportunity pass. And that was like the big, after that, it kind of just, I had to keep working at it, but that was the big push that happened yeah did that uh bring you some business it did it brought me I remember the very first person it brought me was a guy who was working with just a big a big lender you would know who they are big lender and um they kind of brushed him to the side he had like a sixty thousand dollar loan and it was quite difficult and he's like nobody will help me I saw your videos will you please see if you can help me and we closed him in like three weeks And it was actually a quite easy file. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I just don't think anyone wanted to work with him because it was 60,000, which is really sad as everyone, yeah. it shouldn't matter. Everyone deserves a home if that's the goal that they have in mind. Right. And I thought that was the craziest thing. Like someone reached out and they trusted me enough because they watched videos that I made yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> and yeah. I remember that call. He's like, hey, this is, let's just call him Ryan. And uh, I follow you on TikTok. And I know this sounds weird, but can you please help me? Like, <laughs> I feel like you're the only one that can help me. And since then, I've had, I mean, I've talked to hundreds of people that that am, that answer the phone that way. And I'm still to this day like, this is so weird. But this it's cool. it's really cool. It is cool. Yeah. It's a cool niche because uh, a lot of people think TikTok is mo mostly like dancing nurses or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I love TikTok because it has so much information and it feeds you exactly it's scary. It's dangerous because it feeds you exactly what you like. Yeah. It knows it. And mm -hmm. so it becomes this like very time flies by. Oh, yeah. Like, you I almost rather much. do that than watch any TV. You yeah. Know, it's like you can new... get sucked into it. Yeah. And so I have a timer on mine. I can't, I can't go over yeah. a certain amount of time. I used to too. And then I had to turn that off because after like going through comments and yeah. making, I was like, I can't, yeah. can't have a timer on there. I still have it on like my Instagram and Facebook because right. I have to monitor how much I spend on social media. But yeah, on TikTok, that's now, it's no longer on there. That's good. Uh, well, tell us about Creative Collective. So it started off Creator actually, collective, sorry. yeah, so it started off as the influencer division and it was in place actually right before I got to NFM and we had talked about, you know, potentially changing the name because influencers get, I feel like a, a pretty bad rep, you know, that stigmatism. Oh, you're around an being, influencer. Yeah, you're an influencer and <laughs> right. um, so I became vice president of the division last year, and we did some uh, brainstorming, and we came up with the Creator Collective. So it is the first division in the mortgage industry that carries a large amount of creators okay. on social media, and we carry, I mean, I think our youngest one is 22, and the oldest one we have is like 53. So, and they cover all different platforms. Um, and majority of their business comes from social media. So cool. there's quite a few of us that are on the team. That's cool. So like what's a good strategy that you guys use on social media that you could maybe share? So it's interesting because we'll have these meetings and everyone does different content. Mm. So for instance, I thrive on TikTok and I've always had longer form content. And that was before it was like a thing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I got yeah, in wasn't when wasn't it like one minute before, and then it it was like to max three. of one minute, and then it went to three, and one and three, ten. and now it's one and ten. Got it. Um, and so I would always max out as much as I could because I just generally like to give as much information as I can. Um, and I've never been one to like. You'll find a dancing video rarely on my page, but they're they are there. Um, but that just was never my thing. So I've always had longer form content and I, that works for me. Like yeah. I really speak to my clients, they hear me, they trust me and that plays really well because they'll watch me for a year and I'll get a random phone call and they'll say, Hey, I feel like you're the only one that can help me. So that makes me feel really great because I'm putting out a lot of good content that mm -hmm. I, I put a lot of work into. And it doesn't mean that the shorter form dancing around doesn't do well. I have a lot of um, people on our team and people I work with just in the industry in general that do content like that. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think at the end of the day, you have to figure out what feels good for you yeah. and what's going to make it's, it has to come off authentic yeah, because if not, there's no point of making it. Right. And if a client's going to call you and you sound different or you act different than you do on camera, it's going to be very difficult for them to trust you because this is a huge purchase. Yeah. So you have to at the you end of the day. You have to have trust. And I think that's cool what you're doing because it's going to lay that foundation for you without even you doing anything. Mm -hmm. Almost like when you meet a celebrity, you, it's a weird moment because they know nothing about you, but you know so much about them. Yeah. And so it's like they already know something about you, right? They already mm -hmm. know kind of how you talk, what you're, what you care about. And then all of a sudden they can trust you. So it's like, it's, it's scale. It's very scalable, which is yeah. cool. 
it's really great because you can make a piece of content and it can get to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, depending on the video. And, you know, it can take, depending on how, what is behind it, it can take anywhere from five to 30 minutes for you to film, edit, yep. caption it, put it together. And I'm like, why wouldn't you try to jump on that? Like, why would you still look at door knocking? And mm. not that, the, you know, traditional marketing, fine. Yep. But if you're spending dollars, why don't you take that and use sweat equity instead and mm -hmm. put yourself in front of potentially thousands of people and get a much higher return? True. Especially with the young people who are trying to figure out how to own, you know, because it's a, I think now with social media, YouTube, um, these kids know way more than we did as kids, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm way older than you, but like, I didn't know any, I didn't even think about a home ownership, mm -hmm. but like, Kids nowadays at maybe 18, 19, they're like, I want to buy a house. I want a rental. I want to, you know, because they see all these people making all this money and they have these watches and they're, you know, these cars. And they're like, well, you have to do it through real estate or, you mm -hmm. know, something like that. And that's tangible for them. And so, I mean, it's it's crazy how much it's changed using social media. Yeah. It's so, amazing it is. how much you can get off line. It's really cool. Um, so is there a good mix that you would say, like little comedy little bit of like just because I think if you just throw data and like and information at some people, it gets a little boring. So you have to like mix a little. What do you what do you 100%, do? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, I mean, for instance, like I when I started, there was a marketing company that my old company hired and they were great and they gave scripts and I would have to read them off a teleprompter. And I wish I still had those videos because mm -hmm. it's night and day. I still give that same information, but it's in a completely different way that I present it mm. to where the consumer will consume it. Yeah. And I, that's what's important because you could have the same subject. Let's just, I don't know, earnest money. You could have earnest money and you can make a video. I can make a video and five other content creators could. And it doesn't mean that all of them are going to get views or perceive the, the same way. Yeah. And for me, I... If I am doing a video essentially where I'm just trying to give information and it's not a story or anything like that, then I will think to myself when I am on camera that I am talking to like my best friend. Mm. And I really want them to understand like how important this particular topic is and break it down to simplest terms to where they fully understand because they are not in the mortgage industry. And I think right. that's really important because you know, we're in this day in and day out. So we know what CTC and VOEs and all of these things Acronyms, are. Yeah. And no, the consumer doesn't understand that mm -mm. because they shouldn't. It's, right. it's complete, completely it's different worlds. Yeah. So um, I think one, you have to be educational. If you can be entertaining in there, that always helps. Yep. Um, and it has to be impactful. So if you can talk to the camera as if you are talking directly to that consumer to where it shows that you care, that will very much benefit you in the long run. That's cool. Very cool. Um, advice for someone who's starting out. That's like, would you say go to TikTok or it's, it probably depends on their kind of their content, right? Yeah. So I don't think there's necessarily a wrong platform per se to start off with because again, the creators that we have, one does really well on yeah. Facebook and one does Instagram. And, you know, I have I do TikTok. Somebody else does YouTube. So I don't think there's a right or a wrong one. I do think, though, at the end of the day, number one video is important. So yeah. whatever you're planning on doing, it has to include video because they have to be able to see truly who you are. And they that can't come across on a photo. So one, you have to just start filming yourself and be okay and you're going to hate the way you sound <laughs> and your hair and your makeup and the shirt you're wearing and whatever. You're always going to hate it until you just start doing it more and more and you're just like, forget it. Yeah. It is what it is and I'm just going to keep rolling with it. But, you know, as for the platform itself, I will always lean towards TikTok because that's where I, I started and I mm -hmm. really thrive. I think YouTube is another great platform though. Yep. 
It's a great search engine. So I think you can't go wrong with either one of them. But whatever you do, I would highly recommend trying to hone in on one particular platform. You know, get your handles on all of them. Because if you do blow up one day, you want to make sure you have them to all match. But I would say if you're trying to really thrive, focus on one platform Mm. and start getting comfortable and figuring out the features and the editing tools and all of that. So then, okay, let me cross post to another one and get a little bit more and continue on from there. That's cool. Are you using AI at all? So I don't use AI. Once I've used it a couple times for ideas because mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of reenactment phone calls and most of them have come directly from me and I like have to tweak them or I have other friends in the industry that have told me stories. But every so often I'll get stuck and I'm like, tell me about a crazy story that blah, blah, blah. So every once in a while I'll do that. And, um, but outside of that, I don't use it a ton. I, I should use it more, but. I was yeah. thinking more about the AI, how it does like, uh, what is it? The, the, it, it, yeah, the editing and it picks out clips of stuff and, mm-hmm. and then it also will add like, uh, what's the captions? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I know there's, um, there is a, an AI editor that's like that. And, I guess because so m- much of my stuff is longer form, I I would have to do it more of like this interview sort of style to right. make it be able to use the AI for it to really make sense. You've obviously been really great at making content and that's worked and you know expanded your followers. What do you think going into 2024 is going to be something that works or trending? So we're seeing a lot more longer form content being pushed. For instance, TikTok now allows you to film up to 10 minutes. So that's somewhat of a newer feature, I would say. Mm -hmm. They also just rolled out, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, where they will start pushing content that's filmed horizontally now. Mm. So they're really trying to push towards like YouTube. Um, And it's interesting to see because, you know, they start off with TikTok shop and all of this stuff. And now they're trying to do the horizontal filming, but just longer form content in general uh, is the first thing. Second would be, and this is just in general across platforms, depending on where you're going to be hosting, but longer form content. And then you're, you can't just get away with, okay, I'm going to put this trending sound. Like, yes, you could use them every so often as like a filler, Mm -hmm. but the content has to be very, worth watching there has to be education behind it it has to be impactful it has to make sense for them to take the time you know whether it's a minute or it's 10 minutes to watch this video and that's really important to think when you are figuring out okay these are the topics I want to touch on how can I make this into a 60 second or more video Mm -hmm. Um, which can be very easy for the most part depending on how you how you uh, maneuver it, but longer form content being very educational, impactful. And then we are seeing more where, and not necessarily that you need all the fancy cameras, but I'm seeing a lot more content being filmed where it's a, it's cleaner shots. Mm-hmm. The lighting is better. Uh, there's a little bit more that's put into the production side of things. Again, not that you're having to spend a substantial amount of money per se, Um, but there's just more thought that's going into Mm -hmm. the background and the lighting and just the aesthetic of the video as a whole. Does it help though, when you make the content on your phone in the app or is it, does that matter? So I, so you have to, if you are making it in the app, your front, so your selfie camera is always going to have a lower resolution than the back camera. Right. And so it's if you have the ability to film on the back camera that would be ideal just because it's a clearer crisper picture um if you're filming in the app for instance you can do that on tiktok and it does have a feature where you can download it Mm -hmm. without the watermark and you can cross post it so that's totally fine you can do it that way um i've just heard that that sometimes they push it more if it's filmed within their app yeah, I've, I've heard that too. Um, and a lot of the creators on our team tend to try and post TikToks filmed in TikTok. 
Um, I've posted some that have been filmed outside and they've done just fine. Mm-hmm. But they're also, I have a history of making that sort of content and it doing very well. So I wasn't necessarily worried. I do think if you're trying to test the waters, though, it's worth doing it in the app. And then you can always download it and repurpose it to the other platforms. Cool. That's good advice. Thanks. So when you're coming up with content, um, what's the kind of plan or how do you strategize that? Is it is it like do you do like here's a series of things like I'm going to talk about income or I'm going to talk about assets or like what do you do? Yeah. So I actually have my ideas in two separate places. So I always have an I have one notebook and it's my all my ideas sit in there and I take that with me because I'm on the phone and I'll have a crazy conversation. I'm like the John Smith conversation Mm. and I need to remember this or a new, you know, program comes out, whatever the case is. And I just have it there. And I know some people are like, Jordan, I'm not bringing a notebook. Use your notes app. That's totally fine. So I keep all of my ideas that just come throughout the day in one space. But when I'm on socials in general, and this works for all of them, you can save videos and you can categorize them as well where I will go in and let's say I see um, I don't know Glenda Baker and she's a big real estate agent on socials and I'll see a topic I'm like oh I really like that and I'll save it and I have a specific mortgage content folder Mm -hmm. that has people maybe it's the way that they speak or the way they told their story or it's the topic and I will just throughout the week when I am going on there answering questions, save videos in that folder. And so when I batch, because I don't film my content every day, I will batch normally mm-hmm. on Sundays. I'll spend a few hours filming and editing, um, but I'll go in there before I get ready for filming and I'll go through and I'll be like, OK, these were the ideas and stories I'm going to do. And then I'll go in my saved on my socials and say, okay, it's this topic I want to do as well. And I like the storyline and I'll figure out a way to tweak it and have everything kind of drawn out in my head and then get ready to, you know, make all my content for the day. Do you, um, I know there's a feature of promoting content, like where you can pay to promote. Mm -hmm. How does that work? And is that something you do? Or do you recommend that? I've never promoted um, content just because I haven't had, for me personally, I don't feel like I needed to promote it, not because I was getting views, but it's more so, you know, I wasn't having, if I was having like an event or seminar, I was selling a product. Mm -hmm. At that point, I feel like, okay, it's worth putting a sponsored ad out for that particular post, let's say. But for me, I don't feel like it's it makes sense to to sit here and spend the dollars per se on a sponsor, just a regular post. Mm. If you're planning on doing a seminar, selling a product, things like that, yes, by all means. Right. Um, I think it's worth putting some dollars into it, especially if, you know, I have agents that tell me they spend thousands of dollars a month on ads or space for leads on you know all of the big name websites and i'm Mm -hmm. like okay why are we doing that you're not getting a return like let's make some content and if you're selling a even if it's a free if it's a free seminar like put some dollars into that sponsored ad or that sponsored post and make it into an ad because let's say you spend 50 bucks or 100 dollars on pushing it out um and you get one one lead off of that, it 100% pays for it and then some. So I think it's worth putting ad dollars behind the posts that make sense, not just like a regular run-of-the-mill post per se. Right, right. So um, what about collaboration? Do you collaborate with agents on TikTok? So I do on lives, I really enjoy and that's something I think is really important because people get to interact with you and Mm. really see your personality and make sure that it does match the content you're putting out there. So I do tend to try and do lives with agents. One, because it gives, um, you know, a little bit different perspective on the questions. Mm -hmm. And two, it's great for me to build that relationship, you know, 
potentially get new followers, new business, because they'll, you know, maybe they don't follow me already. But it is uh, interesting when you do that because it's, you know, we know all of the finance side of things, but I, I've never been a real, I don't want to be an agent. That is not my thing and I'm okay with that, but there's so much that I don't know on that side. So it's interesting. We will look at a scenario very different because there's just different perspectives of it. Like I need to look at the number side and you don't. Um, So I do like to collaborate with agents on lives. I haven't on actual content though, um, just because I just, I haven't had an opportunity where it's made sense right now to to make an actual post and content that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think lives are really great to to collaborate on. That's cool. So going live, that's something we didn't even touch on, but um going live I mean, it's kind of cool. I don't do a, I don't go on and do that a lot with TikTok, but I imagine it's like maybe the first time you do it, there's like barely anybody on, but like as you how do you build that up to where you can Start getting some good back and forth. So you can go ahead and schedule lives okay. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you make a post and it's like, guys, I'm going to be answering these types of questions on Thursday at five o'clock. So you can always schedule a lot of times your lives. I think if you also are interacting on stories because that is slightly different than your regular post and you're letting them know, hey, this is what's going on in my life right now and you're showing a different side than maybe what you're posting. Because on my socials, I, I don't post really any personal. It's very rare that you'll see personal. It's a lot of business. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just something I've never done. Um, and so it's, you know, I'll be in the car and they're like, oh, I didn't know you had that kind of car or I didn't know that you, I forgot that you had a dog. and. Mm it like gives them some insight to who you are and like a look into your daily life. And Mm -hmm. then when you do the live, it's like, Oh, I feel like I know Jordan. Like, yeah, I was just with her in the car the other day and she was talking (laughs) about, she's going to be on this podcast and now she's answering my question and this is really cool. And, um, I think it just gives a deeper, um, dive into like the creator and a lot of times I'll have clients that are asking questions or, or potential, I should say, clients asking questions. And they're like, I haven't been able to get anybody on the phone to answer that. Hmm. I don't understand why this was so difficult. Like, yeah. I'm so glad that I caught your live and you answered it. And I'm going to call you right now. And or they'll schedule a call with me um, or they'll send me an email. And I mean, the other day I got a deal because somebody was like, my lender isn't helping me and I'm under contract and I don't know why they won't answer. And I was like, hey, message me. I don't give my email out because everyone under the sun will go, it'll be too much. So I'm like, go in here, message me and I'll send you my email address. And we, they're already under contract and we're closing in three weeks. Awesome. I'm like, well, you have a client under contract. Yeah. Why would you not talk to them? (laughs) And it, it, it's like a, I mean, knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. It's like a very easy-ish file right now. So I'm hoping that continues. Um, nice. But yeah, it's you just get a different um, way to talk to the consumer, which is really nice. That's cool. Um, tell us about this upcoming RV tour. This sounds yeah. really interesting. I'm excited. We actually leave Monday morning. Okay. And we will be starting in Tempe, Arizona and going around the whole U.S. We're projected to do about six, maybe seven months right now. And essentially we bought uh, a 38 foot, it looks like a bus. <laughs> we had the whole thing wrapped. Um, and we will be, like I said, starting in Phoenix and going all the way around the US bringing financial literacy. So whether that's high schools, colleges, it's first time home buyers wanting, you know, just the basics of how to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. And we'll be stopping at different universities, um, again, high schools. We have a nonprofit that we partnered up with. So they are also reaching out to some of their partners to see if they would like the opportunity to have me there. Um, there's just not, in my opinion, there's not enough finance. True. Just, I mean, in general, but also around purchasing a home. And it feels very much to consumers that the quote unquote American dream is mm. not possible anymore and 
that's really disheartening yeah. uh, because it is possible. You just have to have one, the knowledge, but two, also a great team behind you. So I'm really hoping to let the consumers know, hey, let's talk about your options because every state has different programs and mm -hmm. maybe you're not, you didn't know that you could pull from your 401k or maybe you didn't know that your credit cards needed to be at this percentage. And sure. so essentially the basics of a financial literacy in general, and that you can run with that as you'd like. And hopefully one day you'll purchase a home and be able to accomplish that dream. It's cool. So is it um, kind of spurred out of your own ideas or was it like someone prompted you to do it? Or So we were planning on moving back to Georgia. And because I carry my license here in California, Texas, and we have some partners across the country, I was like, oh, maybe we'll do this as like a two week trip back. We'll make it an extended road trip and I'll get to see some of my agents and um. And then somehow we've snowballed it into this huge tour. Um, first, it was just, we'll extend it like a month or two across from California to, to Georgia. Right. Perfect. No big deal. And then it rolled into, well, if we're going to do that, we might as well go to my other states. And then we might as well go to the headquarters. And then we might as well go to the national parks if we're already doing this. And we might as well. And it just kept going and going. So now it's. Yeah, it's Pretty this cool. huge loop around the U.S. Do you have a little office in there? Where you can, like do loans? I do. So it's um, the dining room slash kitchen slash mm -hmm. office. It is a three-in-one space. That's cool. Slash my daughter's playroom also, <laughs> on depending on the time of day. Or the dog's playroom. <laughs> no, the dogs, we had to build a separate space for them because I was like, I can't. This is going to be too much lot, with, yeah. with everyone here. So they have a separate space <laughs> we had to build out for them. How do you build uh, client relationships? Like, what is your strategy beyond the TikTok? Like, do you like what's your? Do you have a follow up? Do you have technology? Like, what's your what's your strategy? So, let's say we have I don't know. I have someone reach out to me from an agent or a referral from some sort. So, not social media because generally social media they're gonna they followed me long enough that they truly want to use me and not mm -hmm. go anywhere else. But if I get an agent referral or something along those lines, I always have that initial phone call with them and try to fully understand what their needs are because at the end of the day it's their money it's their home it has I'm just a stepping stone for them I'm just here to help them get right. to the finish line and I do my best to really relay that to them I want to make sure they fully understand what they're getting into the process their needs are being met and they're being seen because it is a huge purchase. And most of the people I work with tend to be first-time homebuyers. Mm -hmm. And it gets really scary on their part. So I make sure, one, that initial phone call is as long as they need it to be to feel comfortable. And then after that, it's really going back to that referral partner and saying, hey, this is where we're at. Um, especially if it's one of my agents and, you know, the, here are the concerns Let's go ahead and should we have a, a follow-up call together and just make sure we're all on the same page and they understand we're here to support them and essentially just reminding them that I'm on their team mm -hmm. and I am here to make sure it runs as smooth as possible and to get them the best product for their situation and make sure that they're happy at the end of the day. That's cool. I love that you're getting these leads and I bet your agents love you because you're bringing them clients. Yeah, it's weird because generally loan officers, we don't give clients mm -mm. to realtors. It's the other way around. Yeah. So I have been very fortunate to not only continue building my relationships I had prior to social media, but I've been able to build relationships with other agents across the country because um, I carry seven states by myself. And then mm -hmm. You know, us as a company, we carry everywhere um, except for New York. So it's been really great because I get to talk to agents that I probably would have never met before right. and work with them. And that's now helped me when it comes to this trip because I get to, there's at least four that I have worked with. And now I get to meet them and we're doing events together and really building that relationship. So it's, it's great because the tables turn and that's really nice mm -hmm. to feel like okay I'm I'm 
I'm helping them totally. and it doesn't feel like I'm just taking from them. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice. I totally resonate with that because in I think it was 20, 2012, I launched, a, maybe it was 11, but anyway, launched a website called afterforeclosure.com. And so, and we promoted it, we got on the news and all of a sudden we just started getting crazy influx of leads mm-hmm. of people that who had had a foreclosure in 08, 09, when the crisis happened and they're all wanting to buy again, like boomerang buyers. And so I just had in every state I had leads and I would just sell them and I'd call agents and they would just be like, what, you have a buyer? What? Like they just didn't get it. And and, right. and it would like completely disarm them when you'd call as a loan officer. Cause usually they're like, Hey, do you have any buyers you could send me? That's the, that's the normal. Right. right? And so it was like that flip and like, you're doing that same thing, which is in, in a different way, but like, it's the way to do it. Yeah, it's interesting because you'll pick up the phone and I'm like, hey, this is Jordan with NFM Lending. I'm giving you a call. Be- and then they, they get very defensive, right? right? They because the shield, yeah. they're like, oh, no, I have a lender. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm trying to give you a lead, actually. Yeah. And they're like, what do you, are you selling me this lead? Yeah. Or, and I'm like, no, 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 you were highly recommended and mm-hmm. I need an agent and this is the situation. Are you willing to help my clients out? And just keep me on as the lender. If they go new construction, that's a different story. But right. ideally, keep me on as the lender and let's build this relationship and see if we can work together in the future. So, yeah, it's interesting, though, when they're, which makes sense because loan officers, we call, we want to try to get that business because we're not used to getting. It's a total hack. It's like, a, yeah, it's a life hack for lending. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your favorite failure story? I always ask people this and it's always interesting because. Only I've had one person say, I've never failed. I'm like, come on, you failed, dude. Never failed. <laughs> never failed. Fail, failure is, you know, the step stairway to success. So. Oh, 100%. 100%. Do you have like a story that so, stands out? Um, I would say now it doesn't feel like a failure because of where, where I am, which is probably how most failures feel, um, at least when you're out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I dropped out of college because I was like I'm supposed to go to college like I this is the thing like you graduate I grew up in the Midwest you graduate you go to a local college Mm -hmm. um you get a job you stay in your town you have a family you get married the whole the whole American dream sure you know let's say so I I yeah I went for a semester for business and it's not that I didn't enjoy it uh I've just never been a school person I'm very much like a let me go live life and learn that way. Mm -hmm. And so I dropped out and my mom was devastated. Mm. She was like, Gordon, I'm I'm gonna get on board with you, (laughs) but I don't like getting on board with you right now. And I'm like, Don't worry, mom, I will (laughs) go back. I just let me take one semester off. Yep. Famous last words. Was that before you went to LA or that was before I went to New York. So I graduated early from high school. Okay. And I took a semester. I was like, oh, I could just take a semester off because then I'll be on track with my class. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. I'll just take one semester. Right. And then I went to New York and I was, came back. I said, uh, I'm, all, I'm not done yet, mom. Like, let me just, let me just go to L.A. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, <laughs> she's like, okay, sure, Jordan. And I don't know. Gosh, how many years is that now? 14 years? No. 13 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And now you're teaching ago. at colleges, basically. Yeah, and now I'm teaching. And, so yeah. I'm so glad that I actually dropped out because right. had I not, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. And I don't have student loan debt, which is always really nice. That's good. Yeah. It's really nice. That helps. Yeah. Um, what are your challenges right now? Are you nervous about this tour? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's weird when you go into something that nobody has done before. So you don't have anything to research. I'm like, I'm really glad that I'm the first one doing it. But also at the same time, I'm like, okay, there's nowhere for me to search to get any information. Like I'm just winging it. Not really. We have a big team over here helping. But I feel like I'm winging it at this point because I don't have anything to go off of. And it's very interesting to like reach out. And it's like, okay, this I'm going to pitch myself to this team and they probably think I'm crazy because who lives in a bus and travels around the U.S. to teach financial literacy? That doesn't happen. So 
uh, I am nervous, but I'm also excited and, um, oh gosh, I mean, the list could go on forever of all of the mixed emotions happening right now, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's going to be great. So are you going to reach out to like local news and stuff? Yeah, we actually have a PR team, uh, that we hired. So we, I'm leaving that up to them. I'm like you guys, you do what you are good at and I'm just not even going to, I, there's two places that I want to go, uh, news wise. And I said, outside of that, you just roll with whatever you feel works. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm sure the news, I could just see him like showing up today. We've got local or Californian coming yeah. to share the, you know, financial yeah. literacy to across the world. And you know, the bus helps. Yeah. So with the big yeah, yeah. wrap, what does it look like? It's like a, a muted, I don't know, like a grayish blue, but essentially it's my face that covers <laughs> the whole height of the, the bus. Um, it has my website and my name QR code, and there is a QR code on the Smart. front, um, well on both sides and on the back, Cool. not on the front though. We couldn't fit that. We only <laughs> have the website up there, but yes, there's QR codes. Um, it's really cool. That's it literally cool. looks like when I talked to the rap company and they were like, okay, give us like your vision. And I'm like, I, like, I know what it looks like in my head, but I'm not, I don't know how to draw it. So I'm like Googling tour buses. And I'm like pulling up Snoop Dogg's tour bus and Lady Gaga's. I'm like, I want it like this, but like financial mortgage yeah. world. Right. But this is what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Interesting. So is, is uh, have you already started to get any leads from it? Just being like having it around that like the area? No, I've had. Um, so my husband likes to race cars and we went to the track in it for the weekend um, and racing cars as you can imagine is primarily males that are there and we it was interesting because he was driving it I had the truck behind and just watching everyone is like looking at it yeah what is what is happening right now <laughs> why is there this huge woman on the side of a bus at a racetrack at the moment <laughs> I'm like just sponsoring just sponsoring this you know event today here we go my husband driving so <laughs> yeah. um but I've had people like come up to me at the track and is like, so talk to me about wh what is this? What's going on here? Yeah. Um, not necessarily leads coming from it, but it, it's a conversation starter for sure. That's cool. So you said you were a little bit shy. How does that, does that kind of rub you wrong that your face is that big on a bus? It, it, it did at the beginning. Um, kind of getting used to it? I'm very much an introvert. Like I, I'm really bad at, having going up at like events and talking to people mm -hmm. i'm great if somebody comes to me one i will talk one. all yeah. day or one-on-one -on -one, i can do that all day but i am not great at like walking into an event where i know nobody and being like hey my name is jordan how are you and that's mm -hmm. just i it's always been a horrible trait of mine especially in the industry that i'm in it needs i need to be better at it and i'm sure i will very much get better during this trip but um it was an adjustment because I did not take it. I was actually out of town. And so when I came back, I was like, oh, whoa, that bus didn't, it didn't feel like it looked this big when I left. And now just my face is right there. It's right in the middle of everything. I don't know if I could do that. It's be, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's really something to get used to. And when you drive it down the road and people are like, what is happening right now? This is. And then they see on? you driving and yeah. you're like. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. This girl's, yeah. Yeah, there's just spaces right there. What's going on? <laughs> well, good for you that, that you did that because that's that's bold. It's cool. Thanks. Um, tell us what's the best and worst part of being Jordan. Oh, the best and worst part of being Jordan. Um, probably the same. So it's the same thing. It would be um, that I care a lot. So that's very much a good thing because it it I will work with horrible credit, mm. the bare minimum of the loan amounts, people that are tr not trying to buy for two years. Like I will answer the phone and try to help everyone that I possibly can. And even if, I mean, I have people that call me and they're like, I can't go with you because it's new construction. They're giving me $18,000, mm. but I feel like I'm getting screwed. Can you please 
look at this for me and help me? And I'm like, sure, of course I will. Like, yeah. I can't, I don't want to say no to you. Right. Um, so that's like the, that's probably, that, it's a I good, th- it's a great a thing, but it's sword. also bad because it, at times, like I have to dial back my calendar where people can book calls because otherwise I'll spend an entire day on the phone with people. Um, which again, is not a bad thing, but it could because it jeopardizes my current files and mm-hmm. the, the clients that I have and, um, you know, it takes a lot of time away from my family. So it's one of those, it's, it's, yeah, it's a good thing, but it's also depending on the day could be a really bad thing. Yeah, I can see that. That's so, um, what about shout outs? Anyone that's helped you along the way that's got you where you are? That's got, well, first my husband, cause he is, I'll tell you, he's a trooper. I mean, moving from California to Georgia, Georgia to California, now moving everybody into a bus and going around the country. A hundred percent big, big trooper right there. Um, when it comes to my work side of things, industry-wise, so Greg Scherer and Brian Harrison, they are both, um, technically they're both my bosses, but they don't feel like that. Like it's, it's one of those where it feels like family mm-hmm. and they have supported me. I mean, mind you, I'm going into a bus and just going around the country and they're like a hundred percent, we will support you. Um, which you I think like is their logo on the bus too. I don't. So actually we don't, it's getting pushed more for just like financial literacy in general, yeah. but um, they're there. Like if you need help on the, if clients come you know if you can't you're in a meeting or an event um but they have like supported me and whatever you need and um you know can we get you in like interviews or what what do you need from us so they've been really great and like it's just one of those places where I've never worked for a company that feels like they really do care like I've worked okay, like we support you, this is great, like mm-hmm. but it feels more that they support me because I'm making them money. Right. Whereas this is like we don't know if this is going to take business away because you aren't going to be available all the time anymore to take as many loans. But we're still going to support you because this is what you want to do. It's a dream of yours. So I really appreciate the fact that they fully support me. So that's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the right now with the rates kind of obviously they're high, right? Mm-hmm. Come down a little bit and kind of bouncing around. Has that affected the sentiment of bar like buyers and borrowers? That like what are you hearing on the streets like when you're talking to people? So we had well for me personally, I had probably three weeks always in December the holidays where I was freaking out a little bit because I was like. This feels like it was much longer than last year. Mm-hmm. What's going on? No one's answering me. I know it's the holidays, but this is like, we're going on three weeks now. And then all of a sudden, it's like the literally the week after, it's just this huge rush. I'm so sorry. I was sick or I was the holiday, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great. And I haven't had, there's been people that have said, you know, the rates do concern me, but I'm not necessarily worried too much about it. I'm more so concerned of getting in the home before the rates drop because I don't want to be in competition because a lot of my buyers lost out in 20 and 21 because Mm -hmm. they didn't either, they didn't jump at the opportunity or they got bid out. And so after the rates went up, they were like, we can't, we just got to wait right now. We can't do anything. And now that they're, essentially going to trend down here hopefully pretty soon Mm -hmm. um they're like listen i'm not going to do that again like i'm going to get in and make sure i can maybe get some seller help or um get my rate buy down whatever it is get some sort of concessions and go ahead and refinance down the road i plan on being in the home for quite a few years so i'm not really worried about refinancing and i'm like okay great and then the people that weren't in the market back then are not there. I'm getting less of, oh, I wish the rates were in the threes again. Yeah. Because 
a lot of those buyers, at least for me, have like gone away mm-hmm. or it's been a, enough time where, you know, the buyers that I'm having now either weren't in the market or they heard of it, but they're not like fully understanding what the market was back then. So it is adjusting. Um, I do think there's a little bit of hesitation still, still from some of my mm-hmm. clients, but a lot of them are starting to like dip their feet in the water and listen to me a little bit more. And like, I'm not pressuring you. I just want you to know this would potentially happen. And if that does, I can't promise you that Mm -hmm. you're going to get the home at the cost that it is today. It may be 10, 20, $30,000 more. So, um, I think they're, they're listening a little bit more because of what happened a few years ago. Cool. Uh, Life-changing mortgage, uh, getting into a home is life-changing for, mm-hmm. for most people. I mean, obviously, uh, some people, it, it's like it's too, it stretches them or they're unable to keep the house and that's sad. But like for yeah. 99% of people, it's life-changing over time. Oh, yeah. You know, and so what you're doing, it's not just, you know, as loan officers, we're not curing cancer or rocket science, but it's like you're really putting someone into something that they can use for their future and... You know, it's like yeah. really life changing. It's funny you say that because I'm every time when I get, um, you know, interviewed and people are like, why did you get into mortgages? And I'm like, I always knew I wanted to help people mm-hmm. uh, as I got older, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my mom was like, you should be a lawyer. You'd be a great lawyer. And I'm <laughs> like, I don't want, I, I love the idea of that, but I don't want to be that. And maybe a doctor. And I was like, nah, that feels like a lot of school. I don't really want to go that route. And I could never be a police officer or firefighter. So we stumbled upon mortgages and I'm like, I know we're not saving lives here. Right. But we're putting people into homes and a lot of people I work with, it's their dream and their first generation home buyers. Um, and they love that. They love that they get to fulfill that dream. And you know, if they're smart with their money and they listen to the, the advice that I give them that can set them up for yeah. their next home or their kids' colleges or totally. retirement. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. I love it. Um, how do we find you? So, if you are looking for me on socials, it will be a Nutter Home Loan. So, it's Nutter like peanut butter. So, <laughs> uh, A and then N U T T E R and then home loan. So another home loan. And that's where all my financial literacy and my skits are. Uh, I do have like a, a second profile for the RV trip mm-hmm. to do more of like behind the scenes vlogging, which is mobile mortgage mom. That's Say cool. that five times fast. <laughs> um, but yes, another home loan is primarily where everything sits. So either oh, that's one. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, go check out another home loan Thank and you. follow uh, follow Jordan here and Thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, being a part of this podcast. And please comment, share with others, and let us know what you think. See you on the next one. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast.